0: God bless you guys and welcome to Growing in His Word. Wow, last week was pretty radical, man. Paul was on a mission. He was led out by an army, arrested for praying in the temple. They're trying to say that he defiled the temple. They're trying to say that Paul caused and stirred the Jews to turn against Rome so that he could be arrested for following Jesus. Amazing. Unreal what people will do the accusations that they'll say against us so that they cannot hear the gospel and this is what happened paul was arrested he was arrested for being a messianic believer they recognized him the crowd arrested paul paul was the things that they did to paul was amazing for jesus they, 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 they accused him because they're trying to say that, you know, he stirred up the Jews against Rome, and those were serious, serious accusations. They made Paul look like he did the worst thing that you could ever do, and, and he, they accused him. There was rumors of, of him bringing a Gentile, a non-believing Jew, to the temple to pray. And that was a no-no. Paul went outside the legal, legalistic approach and brought Israel closer to Jesus Christ. That is the key in everything that we do is bringing people closer to Jesus Christ. That is the ultimate goal as a follower of Christ. And How do we do that? Well, Paul was saying, listen, we got to walk in the Holy Spirit and set the Christ-like examples. This is what Paul was referring to. But here we're talking about the outline of what Paul has done. Paul has been all around the world being shipped around town to town, city to city, Country to country, all for Jesus Christ. What an amazing uh, life Paul led. And the reason why Paul did it was so that we believers could have a solid foundation in Christ. Father, we come before you, Lord, in your name. Jesus, Lord, we ask that you, Lord, speak to us through this podcast. What a beautiful podcast that we have to share your word in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The podcast is growing in his word and we are on growinginhisword.com if you guys want to log on anytime to learn uh we have bible study material there also but we're very blessed uh to be on Apple and uh other podcasts what a beautiful uh thing it is And here we're back back in uh, the book of Acts, chapter 24. And last week we talked about, you know, how Paul was being arrested and the Sanhedrin was divided. They put a plot against Paul to kill him for Jesus. The persecution was here. No takers, get out your pins and your papers. (laughs) Because we need to learn how to walk in the Holy Spirit. And this is what this message is about. And persecution, and accusations because they're going to come at you. They're going to come at you from all sides of life. Listen, Paul was being accused of something that he didn't do. What was it? It was all he was doing was living like Christ. I mean, he was living it. Listen to this. The theology is very simple. That a believer's faith rests upon the facts of history. We cannot forget history. The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is it, these historical events were basically recorded in the in the gospel of Luke in order to evoke belief. Listen, if the historical fact of Christ's resurrection is not true, then a believer's faith has no foundation. So, as Paul said, if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen, The book of Acts reassures us, believers, that, that our faith in Christ rests on the fact that there's going to be extraordinary growth of the early church. And it did. It happened. But it was based directly on the resurrected Christ, his command, an empowerment of the disciples through the Holy Spirit. And this is the only reasonable explanation for the incredible and rapid spread of the gospel in the first century. And the early Christians were not testifying about a dead Jesus Christ. They were testifying about a living Christ whom they had seen with their own eyes. Look, listen, Luke chapter one, 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 five. Luke, I'm sorry, Luke 24, verse 36. They've seen him. 2 Peter 1 through 16. The same is true for us today. Believers, Jesus lives and continues to work through the church. We are the church. And aren't you excited about that? I am. We need to be. I don't want to hear about this or that or this or that or this. Tertullus was a politician. Who cares about the politician? Looks, it's, you know, accusations are going to be there. But we believers have to understand that Jesus Christ is in control no matter what and that we need to walk in the spirit and know that we're going to be persecuted. Listen, I'm going to show you something. You guys ready? Acts chapter 24 verse 1, and we talked about how the, after the five days, Ananias, the high priest, came down with the elders. And remember, they got all riled up. They're bringing them to the, to the. they're bringing, the Jews are bringing them, they're sending them to Felix. They sent them to Felix and now he's sending them to, you know, trial. He's on trial again. Persecution's coming. Come in. The crowd's wild up, man. People are banging, and they're mad, and they're upset. They got their pitchforks and their hammers, and they're, and they're just sneaky. They're sneaky. They're bringing them. They're going to bring them down there. They're, you know, they're gonna, they were going to kill them, but the, the Roman soldiers said, stop. We can't do that. The guy's a Roman. He's also a Jew. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> they stuck him in, the, in the Herod's Praetorium. In the cell, like John was in in John chapter 18, verse 28, in Philippians 1, 3. The crowd's gone nuts. People are upset. They want him arrested and killed. And this is what happens. Now after five days, Ananias, the high priest, came down, chapter 24, verse 1, with the elders in a certain order named Tertullus, it's almost like tortilla, huh? But it's not, it's Tertullus, okay? He was a politi- politician is what he was, okay? And uh, they brought him to Tertullus and, and and these gave evidence to the governor against Paul. He was the politician attorney, <clears throat> okay? And so, and verse two says, and when he was called upon, Tertullus began his accusation saying, seeing that through you we enjoy great peace and prosperity. is being brought to you this notion is being brought to, to this no, no, nation, I'm sorry, by your foresight. We accept it always in all places most noble Felix with all thankfulness. Well, why would they say that? Well, here's the reason why. Because Felix was a cruel, evil person. Brought up by Nero. <laughs> Nero, the murderer. Listen. Felix would beat you shut. That's why it was quiet. Because he would shut people up by a, a beat in the face. That's why they were being nice to him. Because he would keep the quiet. And that's how he would do it. So we see this. We see the, the. listen to this, man. All this for Jesus. Can you imagine? Let's step back for a second. All this is taking place because Paul loves Jesus and he just wants to tell the world that Christ loves him. Something that Christ already did before him. I mean, he's just finishing the race. And he says in verse four, nevertheless to, uh, Not to be tedious to you any further, I beg you to hear by your courtesy a few words from us, for we have found this man a plague, a creator of dissension among all the Jews throughout the world, and a a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to profane the temple, and we seized him and wanted to judge him according to our law. But the commander, Lysias, Lysias, came by, in which great violence took him out of our hands, commanding his accuser to come to you by examining him yourself you may ascertain you may ascertain all these things of which we accused him and the jews also assented maintaining that these things were, were so here we have paul now standing before felix in verse 10 last week we left off in verse 10 i know it's been a 10 minute uh, recap but that's what we do it growing in his word we teach verse by verse the holy spirit led and that's what it's about. So then, verse ten says, "Then Paul, after the governor had nodded to him to speak, answered, Inasmuch as I know that you have been for many years a judge of this nation, I do the I do I do the more cheerfully answer for myself.' Yeah, well, because he doesn't want no one else to answer for him, because you you may ascertain that it is that it is no more than twelve days." Remember that 12 days, 12 days. Listen, 12 days, write that down. Because you may ascertain that it is no more than 12 days since I went up to Jerusalem to worship. Listen, you guys ready for that? This is gonna blow your mind, verse 11. And they neither found me in the temple disputing with anyone nor inciting the crowd either in the synagogue or in the city. Verse 13. Now, what's this? Nor can they prove the things of which they now accuse me. But that, but this I confess to you that according to the way. Now, remember, the way was the secret name for, for believers in Christ who wanted to follow Christ because of the persecution. So write that down, the way, and come down to persecution, and you're going to see it. The way the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes through nobody but through me. And this is why they called themselves the way. Because they were always in the way of their religious gospel that was was law, legalistic. And Paul said in Galatians 5.16 that they need to walk in the spirit. But listen to this. But this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, so I worship the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law. Okay, he's not excluding the law, but he's saying that Christ fulfilled the law. And in, listen to this, and in the prophets I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept that there will be a resurrection of the dead, Both of the just and the unjust, verse 16, the being so, I myself also strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. Watch this. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. Listen to this. Here we have, and don't forget this. Remember verse 12, it says the 12th day. I would like you guys to turn, please turn, turn to uh, Luke chapter 18. And it says, listen to this, Luke chapter 18, it says, in Jesus, listen to this, Jesus, the third time predicts his death and resurrection. And it's also in Matthew chapter 20 and Mark chapter 10. He says, then he took the 12, listen, the 12th day. You see that in Acts chapter verse 12. Listen, then he, in Acts chapter, here it is, Acts chapter 24 the twelfth day. Watch this. Let's read this again. That's amazing, man. Listen to verse eleven. Because you may ascertain that it is no more than twelve days since I went up to Jerusalem to worship, and they neither found me in the temple disputing with anyone or inciting the crowd. Watch this, man. This is amazing because if you go back to if you go back to uh, Luke chapter. Uh, 18 verse 31 it says listen it says then he took the 12 aside and said to them behold we're going up to jerusalem jesus christ is talking now and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the son of man will be accomplished for he will be delivered to the gentiles and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon They will scourge him and kill him. And then the third day he will rise again. But what's verse 34 say? It says, but they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them and they did not know the things which were spoken. Wow, amazing. Do you see the persecution? Do you see the forefront of the persecution? We see it already through Christ. We see it through Paul. We see it today. We see it in in Africa. We see it in Siberia. We see it in, in China. We see it all across the globe persecution of believers because they just want to love Christ. It's amazing. It's really, truly amazing. It's almost like us believers are constantly on trial just for trying to, to follow Christ. You can't say this now, you can't say that. You go to the store, you can't say this. I mean, I was at the mall the other day witnessing to this lady talking to her and the guy said, don't, you can't say that to her. She has rights. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just saying that Jesus loves her. I feel like we're living in, 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 in the first century. It's crazy. I mean, it's happening. People are blind. And they're going to be blind until their eyes are open, like it says in, in the next verse. In Luke chapter 18, it says, "Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the road begging, and, hear, and, and hearing a multitude passing by, and he, and, and he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, in Hebrew we say, David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near him, he asked him saying, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Then receive your sight, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, they gave praise to God, not man. Listen, we need to ask God to, to open our eyes so that we believers can see that people are hungry for the word of God. People are hungry to be fed for the word of God. And we believers have to give it to them. We don't have to, it's a choice, but it feels good. Listen, people are hurting. They party all night till 2.30 in the morning. It's It's a ridiculous cycle people live. They live a life of sin and then the wager of sin equals death and then that's it. We only live once and then we live again. We need to make it the best that we can count for Jesus Christ. This is what Paul is saying. You can arrest me, bound me by chains, accuse me of stirring up things that aren't true, whisper behind my back, say that I'm crazy, say that I'm this, say that I'm that, but say this, because this is where I stand for Christ. Do you stand for Christ? He says, I'm going to stand for Christ. Can you imagine you're before a mob of people that want to kill you and they're saying, he's the one, kill him, crucify him, murder him, Will you take that stand and say, hey, I love Jesus. Will you deny Jesus before men? Because he said, if you do, I will deny you before my father. Oh, well, that's condemning, you'd say. No, those are facts. Jesus said, if you deny me before my father, I will deny you in heaven and before my father. If you deny me in public, I'll deny you before my father. We got to be ready, man. Listen, persecution's coming. But Paul said to walk. Listen. Verse 17, Acts chapter 24 says, Now after many years I came to bring alms and offerings to my nation. But verse before that says, I'm sorry, before that verse 16 said, This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. Then he says, "Now, after many years, I have come to bring alms and offerings to my nation. In the midst of which, some Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple, neither with a mob nor without a, tum- a tumult. He was purification season. Paul was; go- they were going through a, a Judaism ritual of purification. And so, you know, this is the accusations they're trying to catch him for following Christ. If it says here." In verse nineteen, they ought to have been here. In verse nineteen, they ought to have been here before you to object if they had anything against me. So they should have did it right there. He's saying, or else let these who are who are here themselves say if they found any wrongdoing in me while I stood before the council, unless it is for the one statement which I cried out standing among them concerning the resurrection of the dead. I am being judged by you this day. Listen, Paul was. A very bold, bold man. And this is what we believers need to be. He was telling them, okay, that in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 26, it talks about walking in the spirit, okay? Paul was very adamant about walking in the spirit, and this is why he said, I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the, fl- for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Paul was trying to tell them that you're not under the law. You can walk in the spirit. This is what it's about. Believers walking in the spirit. We're going to get attacked. We're going to get put on trial. People are going to say what they want to say. Paul's trying to defend himself before Felix. And he's telling him, Many years I came to bring alms and offerings to the nation. Man, don't try that on me. Go put the head trip on someone else, man. You're going to concern the resurrection of the dead and I'm being judged by, by you this day? But when Felix heard these things, had more accurate knowledge of the way, well, he adjured to the proceedings and said, well, when Lysias, the commander, came, comes down, I will make a decision, uh, a decision on your case. So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty and told him not to forbid any of his friends to, to provide for or visit him. Listen, verse 24 says, And after some days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, okay who was jewish he sent for paul and heard him concerning the faith in christ now verse 25 says now as he reasoned about righteousness self-control and judgment to come felix was afraid and answered go away for now see felix had taken drusilla you know from her former husband the king of uh, ms emsa in syria she was felix's third wife okay Yeah, some people get married three times, man. It's it's, it's, it's a tragedy, but it happens. The first wife was the granddaughter of Mark Anthony of Cleopatra. And his second wife was a princess whom he also divorced. But when Paul talked about righteous self-control and coming of judgment, Felix basically was reminded of his immoral life. And so he refused to talk anymore about the way because he felt guilty. And that's why God... Put that on his heart to leave him there. So now Paul is left in limbo in his cell, but let go. But now they're gonna yeah, they're gonna pawn him off to somebody else. <laughs> he said, "Go away for now." And then 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 he says, "When I have a convenient time, I will call for you." Meanwhile, he also hoped that money would be given to him by Paul that he might release him. Therefore, he sent for him more often. And converse with him because Paul was must have been talking to him and, and witnessing to him. But after two years, Porcius Festus succeeded Felix, and Felix wanted wanting, uh wanting to do the Jews a favor. He left Paul bound. <laughs> Listen, man, don't let persecution stop you. If God's got a plan in your life, then do it. But do it the way Christ wants you to do it. Don't do it sneakily. Don't don't try to sneak your way into into things that are not your calling. Do what God has called you to do and let it be easy. It'll slip right in. You don't got to buy things for people. You don't have to impress people. You don't have to uh, get the latest gadgets to show people, look at this, look at that, and bring people to you. You need to let Christ bring people to himself. Listen, we believers are living in the day where it's people who want to be caught up and be about themselves, but it's about Jesus. Paul said it's not about us. It's all about Christ and what we do with him. Jesus gathered his 12 disciples and they spit on him. They knew what was coming. They seen it. They felt it. They were persecuted and killed. Not all of them. Some say that John is still alive today. <laughs> it's a controversy, but some say it. Yeah, I know. We'll get into that one next week. <laughs> but but listen I, I I don't believe it. But you know, this is what some people say. Uh, secondly, Paul knew it. The territory of persecution, he knew it. No matter what you're going through, man, Paul went through it. Whatever you're getting accused of, Paul knows he went through it. Jesus went through it. They can't beat you shut. They can't keep the, the, the gospel In chains, they can't stop what Christ is doing. Jesus is going to work. We cannot bound the gospel in a prison cell. We need to be happy that we're called the way. Yeah, we're the way. Hey, excuse me. Get out of the way, man. (laughs) Listen, Jesus loves us. And I'm proud to say that. Oh, you have pride? Yeah, I have pride that I love Jesus Christ and he lives in me. And I don't have to answer to a beer bottle every day. Or a line of Coke or speed, or whatever whatever leads you away from Christ, I can happily say, I don't have that problem. Because I've been freed from the sins in my life by Jesus Christ. And I don't have to take those sins and put them back to the cross and say, Lord, can you forgive me for the same uh, sin? Because Jesus took my sins, the Bible says, and buried them in the bottom of the abyss, the Bible says. And he never throws them in your face. Do you know that Jesus Christ, when He forgives you, that's it? He never takes your sins and says, You did that last week, remember? Nope. It's it. He's done with it. Once you ask for forgiveness and you repent and you're meaningfully repentful, that's it. He doesn't take your sins and throw them in your face anymore. Satan does. It's like your husband, he keeps throwing that in your face. Remember that? Remember that? Remember that? Remember that? Leave it alone, man. God's forgiven me. Leave it alone. your wife. Remember that day. Remember that day. Leave it alone, man. I've been forgiven. Some marriages can't forgive. And that's the problem with today. They don't want to forgive. And that's why they cannot continue on to the next level. Some marriages break because they break because they it just happens. It's nobody's fault. It just happens. Then there's marriages where they fall apart and they fall apart. They They don't have Christ. It's not the man's fault. It fell apart. He tried to save his wife. But then you have people who just keep throwing it in your face. Throwing it in your face. We don't have to do that no more. Christ said, stop and I died on the cross once, not twice. Leave it at the cross. Bear, I'll bury your sins, Jesus said. Are you ready for that? Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for the book of Acts chapter 24, Lord. And as Lord, we, as we start Acts chapter 25 next week, we ask that you encourage one of help us encourage one another, Father, in our marriages, in our work, in our lives. And our daily activities, Lord. Father, we pray for the ones who don't know you, Lord Jesus. We pray that you touch their lives, Lord Jesus. Help people understand that it's about your mercy, Lord. And about what you have for them in the future. Father, we thank you for this, Lord. We we know, Lord Jesus, there's going to be persecution. And we know that it's there, Father. So we pray that you help us all in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. And listen, God bless growing in his word. Next week, we're going to talk about chapter 25. Paul's going to appear to Caesar. Amazing. And this is where it gets real crazy, man. And so uh, God bless you guys. And listen, remember, Growing in His Word was powered by Jesus and sponsored by the Holy Spirit. Or we could vice versa, man. God bless you guys.